Percy, you're a bit of a do-it-yourselfer. Have you ever attempted to work on a project around the house in the midst of a job, realize you didn't have the proper tool to finish it? You know what? I am a do-it-yourselfer. I love working on projects. My wife laughs at me often. <laughs> uh, you know, my kids know to give me gift certificates to Home Depot. It's my favorite place. and so You're my kind of guy. Absolutely. I, I Sometimes I get in over my head, but I, I'll, I'll take a challenge any day of the week. But uh, I certainly have. And how liberating is it, you know, when when you finally, you know, get the right tool to complete that task? I've been in the middle of certain jobs and realized I didn't have the correct uh, tool to finish and I didn't realize I needed that particular tool. But it is so liberating and it is so refreshing uh, when you finally get the right tool to complete that task. Uh, it makes a really hard task a bit easier to mm-hmm. manage for sure. And so perhaps we should use this same theme or thought as a discussion point for one who is battling and fighting cancer. I agree. We'll discuss what's in your cancer toolbox. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, who is National Director of Specialized Outreach of City of Hope. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. And here's the news on today's program. Percy, you are the guest. We're going to hear from you today. So uh-oh, no one uh-oh. else is going to join us to fill the time. It's all you, buddy. Okay, I'm going to see if I can do this. You're going to have to work with me now. <laughs> no, I love I love to have these conversations from time to time. Because yeah. God has really gifted you, and we're going to learn from you here today about this, this cancer toolbox idea that you have, which I think is a mm-hmm. great concept. So look forward to it. Hey, um, we have received lots of feedback from listeners, haven't we? You're the one that reads all these? I do. So I get them, I read them, and I process them accordingly. I sure do. All right. This comes from Cincinnati, Ohio. What foods can I eat to fight my cancer? Well, glad you asked. That was one of the Mm. very first topics we ever dealt with on this podcast years ago, right? It absolutely was, and it is is probably because, Wayne, it is probably the number one question— that most cancer patients think about or try to process through. And so with that being said, and in the words of my dear friend, Carolyn Lammersfield, who uh, once operated as one of our head uh, nutritionists uh, here at City of Hope, uh, you know, based upon the American diet that we eat, you know, certain foods, the way that we prepare foods, it really does come into play with regard to potentially what happens to us from a, a healthcare perspective. And so what I want to encourage Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and anyone else to do is to please go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, our website, and look for the resources section tab. And then you click that and then simply look for cancer fighting recipes. And you're right. I think it was either the second or third show that we did when we launched many years ago talking about food and uh, dietary practices and et cetera. And so with that, please go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, healthhopeandinspiration.com and look for the resources tab and then click and then look for cancer fighting recipes, download that resource. And there are some things there to kind of give you some things to think about. But more importantly, and equally as important, please have a conversation with a licensed nutritionist or dietitian Mm. who is working with your cancer care team because 
uh, you may have some very different restrictions from a dietary perspective based upon what type of cancer you have and what type of treatment you are receiving. So again, uh, everything is not a cookie cutter format per se, and you should make sure that you're sitting now having a conversation with a licensed dietitian that can also help give you some directives with regard to what to eat and not to eat. And I don't think cookies are on that list, are they? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different show, Wayne. Okay. I'll talk to All you right. off air about okay. that, okay? okay? All right. <laughs> uh, while you're at the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, why don't you click on connect and also uh, send us your comment or question healthhopeandinspiration.com. Okay, before we talk about the toolbox, our cancer toolbox here today, take us to Scripture. Yes, sir. So our Scripture for today is found in Luke 14, verse 28. Luke 14, verse 28, very familiar passage of Scripture. We're going to kind of use it for the context of, of what we're going to talk about today, but the principle is there. And it says this, Suppose one of you wants to build a tower or work on a project or put your hands to a task, any of those kind of metaphors, won't you first sit down and estimate the cost or think about what will be required? Or do you have the necessary equipment or tools? You can read any of that into this scripture. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Because the name of the game and the theory behind this scripture is before you enter into something, have you sat down and figured out what will be required to complete or finish that task at hand? And this is going to be applicable for the conversation that we're going to have here in just a second. Well, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope with locations from coast to coast. Their team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, volunteers, and support staff, all united by their desire to find cures and save lives. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Their national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. So visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope. Or contact a member of their team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, as we discussed in the opening today, one must have the proper tools when undertaking and engaging in any significant project. Indeed, my friend, it is essential. Uh, you know, you can't drive a nail by using a pair of pliers, no, right? No. So it's or, or it's going to be pretty difficult to make that happen. It's going to frustrate the process. And so, uh, you know, the success of any endeavor uh, that we engage in requires that we have the right tool and equipment so that we can finish that job and make it as simple and as easy as we possibly can. Well, you've given a lot of thought to this, and you're going to recommend seven tools that you say are mandatory for the prospect of working through and finishing a cancer journey. Yes, sir. So again, remember that this is all going to be presented in a metaphor and so uh, an analogy, if you will. 
but uh, I think that you'll be able to follow me as we move along. And so principle number one, or tool number one, I should say, I'm so used to uh, talking about (laughs) principles, but the first tool that everyone who is fighting cancer needs to have in their toolbox, because that's the title of today, what's in your tool, cancer toolbox? First tool that you need is you need uh, a tool for cutting items, for cutting things, right? And so uh, one of the things that I have learned and experienced and have firsthand experience of is that cancer patients are giving a huge, large amount of information to manage. Mm. They've got to manage tons of information, terms, uh, you know, different procedures, processes, uh, words, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes what happens to cancer patients is that they just simply get overwhelmed because it's too much. They can't yeah. handle all of that information. Sure. And so you need to be able to cut through and reduce the size of information regarding your disease type, uh, the, the stage of the disease that you're fighting, the prognosis and treatment options. And so at the end of the day, uh, here's here's someone who can operate as a tool for you in this regard. Uh, having a caregiver or a friend that can go with you who can write notes down for oh, you. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they're doing is they're taking all of that volume of information that you have, they're writing it down, and they're cutting it down to bite-sized pieces that you can digest later. You need a saw <laughs> for cutting down and managing the amounts of information that will be given to you when you are first told that you have cancer. Great yeah, tool be- to have. Because your emotional state at that time is, uh, you know, you're a little confused, you're a little, little upset. So a little hard to concentrate on taking notes yourself, isn't it? Yeah, you're dazed, you're confused, you're overwhelmed. There's a ton of things. Sometimes you just shut down because you're still processing through hearing that you have cancer because that's in and of itself is a big word to process. And so you're going to have to kind of chop that down into some bite-sized pieces. So you're going to have to cut that. You're going to have to saw that and, and reduce the size of that so that you can manage it uh, later on. Okay, so we're going to put a saw in that toolbox. Yes, sir. Number two, we need to have essential. You must have a hammer. And a hammer in this regard is used for driving or removing nails, for driving in or removing nails. And the hammer, metaphorically, that you need in your toolbox is the tool of prayer, Uh meditation, corporate spiritual outlets and practices. Because this becomes, let's, I want everyone to stop and think about this for a second. When you go to your local church or synagogue or mosque or wherever your house of worship is, you are, uh, you are actively engaging in practices or uh, uh, in principles that has an aggressive dynamic to it. When we sing, when we pray, uh, when we read scripture, there there is an, uh, an assertive dynamic to that. And so with that, Uh, These are not passive activities, as a hammer is an aggressive tool. If someone walked up to you and you weren't really sure why they were coming to you with a a hammer in their hand, Mm. (laughs) you know, Mm. you would kind of be on alert a little bit. Right, I'll say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because what you do with a hammer is that you you are making contact with something. You are trying to drive in something you're tr- or you're trying to pull something out it is an aggressive tool at the end of the day and the aggressive tool that we need in our toolbox is prayer when we pray 
think about it. That is an aggressive activity. Lord, I am calling upon you. I need you. Help me be a part of what there is an aggressive calling out and reaching out. The same thing with meditation and the same thing with your corporate spiritual outlets and practices. You are assertively and aggressively participating in some type of activity that is 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 taking and hopefully producing a result or an end product for you. And so that is a hammer that you need to have in your toolbox. All right. How did you come up with these uh, these metaphors that you're you're bringing to us here today? You know, literally, I was as I said, I was working on a particular project at my home and um and after uh, after frustration of trying to remove uh, a piece of tile, uh, you know, I was like, I can't get this tile up. I, I so I, I tried to do all sorts of creative things and basically damaged the piece of tile. Uh-oh. And so then uh, uh, I went online and I saw that there was a specific tool that you can purchase that's built for that to remove tile. And so when I use that. It was the easiest and simplest thing versus everything else that I was trying to do. And it made me think about at the end of the day, are we trying to do something from a cancer care perspective and fight a fight or or, or engage in a, in a task, but we simply are using the wrong tools or we don't have uh, any tools in our toolbox and we need specific tools. It's not just having any tool, Wayne. You need to have a specific tool to yeah. do specific things. And well, so that led me down this path. Okay. I don't want to stretch the metaphor too far, but I'm also thinking of the times that we, sometimes we just need to borrow these tools from friends who can come along and help us too. Well, absolutely. So again, you know, this goes back to having a team. We've talked about that, uh, having contact with individuals who are supporting you and loving you. And, you know, just like many of us, how many of us have had to go borrow a particular tool mm-hmm. from our neighbor that we did not own, but we knew someone who had it, right? We knew yeah. Steve down the street. Yeah. He's a plumber, so he has certain types of wrenches and so on and so <laughs> forth. So absolutely being able to access individuals who may have the tool that you do not possess then becomes beneficial with that relationship. Absolutely. Right. So we're filling up our cancer toolbox here today. A saw, a hammer, number three. We need a pair of pliers, right? We need a pair of pliers. And again, pliers is kind of the universal tool that if you don't have a pair of pliers, you know, I I don't know what to say to you. That means you're not too serious about doing any work at your house at any time. But what are pliers used for? They're used to grip, they're used to pull, and they're used to twist things, you know, like two pieces of wire or what Mm -hmm. have you. And so the metaphoric pliers that needs to be in every cancer patient's toolbox is either a mental health counselor or a spiritual leader or a trusted close friend, someone that that is competent to talk to you or you can talk to them and help who can help you maintain a grip or pulling into focus a mental, emotional, or spiritual position or disposition or belief that enables and empowers you to endure the rigors of a cancer journey. Have you ever heard the expression, hey, just get a grip? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one needs some metaphoric pliers to do that. You need something to help you to take a grip of a situation and help you twist that or untwist that or pull that. That's what a pair of pliers are. And that's what someone 
who is a confidant. Again, and I'll allow you to figure out who you need to put in your camp. We've talked a lot about, and we will continue to talk a lot about uh, mental health uh, counselors, uh, people that you can sit down and talk about what's going on with you mentally, or your spiritual leader or a trusted friend or confidant, but they are they can be a pair of pliers for you. They can help you get a grip of what's going on with you, and they can help you pull into focus you know, some things that you may may need to be reminded of or you need to kind of uh, practice or rehearse, they operate and act like a pair of pliers to help you get a grip on what's going on with you and around you, my friend. All right. Very, very helpful. We're talking about this cancer toolbox, so to speak, here today that Percy has uh, is challenging us to fill up today. And we're going to continue with uh, with something that, you know, this needs to be in every handyman's <laughs> toolbox, Percy. I, there's no question about it. When all else fails, you got to have a roll of duct tape. Yes, sir. If you don't have a roll of duct tape, you are missing out. <laughs> that is for sure. Because it is such a universal uh, piece of equipment that can do so many things, right? It's and, and primarily duct tape is used to patch or to hold things together. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about the times that you've used a piece of duct tape to patch up something to hold something together, to kind of pull something together, you know, just grab the good. And, you know, they sell duct tape now in all kind of different colors. Yeah, I so, know. You know. I, I had yes. to buy some yellow. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. They had yellow duct tape, and it matched perfectly what I was trying to do. Camouflage. I mean, they've, they've got it in all kind of colors. But so who, who or what is a duct tape for you in terms of a tool in your life? <laughs> and these are caregivers. Caregivers uh-huh. are duct tape. Many cancer patients try to go through a journey alone. And as I've said many times, I have seen very few successful cancer patients who have gone through a cancer experience by themselves. Typically, they have had someone that has helped uh, them along the way in many different facets, right? Yep. So caregivers is the tool that helps one hold it together. I'm going to say it again. Mm Mm-hmm. Your caregiver is the tool or the person. We don't want to call people a tool because that can, nope. you know, that nope. has bad connotations. I, I understand. To it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but but uh, they can be a device, a type of tool that can help you hold it together. Yeah. Uh, for the, you know, they they bring calm. They bring assurance. Uh, they support the cancer patient's overall situation in many different ways. Uh, and and without these individuals, and I've had people certainly say this to me, that I don't know what I would have done. I don't know what, where I would be if I did not have my caregiver who was there to kind of help me hold it together when I was struggling, uh, when I was in despair, when I was angry, when I was fearful. My caregiver came over and uh, sat down with me and held my hand and mm-hmm. helped me work through some things. They are the people that can help you hold it together like duct tape. You've got to have some duct yeah. tape. In your toolbox. Well, I'm I'm just a little disappointed in you, though, Percy. And okay. here's why: you you okay. told us about duct tape, but you didn't tell us that caregivers stick with you. <laughs> ah, right? you know what? Absolutely, my friend. Oh, that's a dad joke. I know. That's Sorry. a good one, though. It's a good one because at the end of the day, uh, true caregivers are there by your side, morning, noon, and night. 
And again, how often have they been called upon because they simply hung in there and they stuck it out with you <laughs> as they stuck to you yep. throughout your situation? You got it. You got it. Absolutely. You're, you're on a roll now. Okay. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, we gotta have gotta have some duct tape in your toolbox. A Very roll important. of duct tape. Yeah. Yeah, a roll of duct tape. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's take just a brief time out because I want to tell you that according to the National Cancer Institute, approximately thirty nine percent of men and women will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their lifetimes. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in churches today. So to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. Percy knows all about this. If you are a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and our informative monthly email newsletter. So get involved today. Visit the website healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Well, this is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, who has taken the time to think through these issues and always brings us such good help. Today, we're talking about a cancer toolbox and what goes in it. We've talked about a saw for cutting out items and, you know, just dealing with all the information that we have to deal with. We've talked about a hammer, the hammer of prayer. We've talked about pliers, mental health, and spiritual leaders. We've talked about that famous duct tape, of course. Mm. We've come to the fifth tool in our cancer toolbox, Percy. And so this... Uh, I had to think about this a little bit, and I had to say, Lord, help me out with this one. And this is a tape measure. Okay. You know, if you're going to do any job, basically, particularly where you have to cut something, and, you know, you have to kind of establish how much you need and, and where you're trying to go with a project, you need a tape measure. And a tape measure is used to determine distances between point A and point B, mm-hmm. as they often say, measure twice and, yeah, and cut, cut once. once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to be flying by the seat of your pants when you need some measurement. And with that, what every cancer patient needs is a game plan. Mm -hmm. Your game plan is your tape measure. A thoroughly discussed and agreed upon course of action or roadmap for moving forward from one position to another. I know no cancer patient who, who got well and experience health and wellness by accident, that there was a deliberate, uh, discussed and understood course of action. Uh, We call it a care plan also in the medical community, but a game plan is your care plan that you've sat down and you've talked with your medical team. uh, You've sat down with your family and friends and your loved ones. You've prayed, you've had conversation with your God and said, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. You have measured, you've given a sense of measurement to what it is that you want to do and where you're trying to go and how you think you can get there. And so cancer patients, again, never experience healing and recovery by accident. They must get into motion. And in order to do that, one needs a tape measure or a game plan or a care plan. And so at the end of the day, everyone needs to have a tape measure. I like that very much. And I like the fact that as you go through a cancer journey, you got to look back and see how far you've come too. That is correct. And thank God for that progress. 
That that's exactly right because it gives you a point of reference as well. So you're exactly yep. right, my yep. friend, yep. in terms of where you've been and where you are. And so, as an old spiritual mentor of mine, Dr. Miles Monroe, who is now gone uh, to be in heaven, he said, "If you don't if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And when you show up, you won't know when you arrived." Mm-hmm. I'll let you pray, pray about that a little oh, bit. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about tool number six: the drill. Listen. The drill is my favorite tool. I have about three or four of them uh, on various different sides that does various different things, right? But uh, a drill is used to power through, to power through or create holes or openings for access of flow. I'm going to say it again. A drill is used to power through something to create a hole or an opening for access of flow. And with that being said, I would like to suggest, and you probably uh, who are listening today, you may not have heard of this, but an online digital platform for managing your communication. Hmm. In other words, as cancer patients, what happens is that particularly if people who truly love you and 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 want to support you, you're inundated with people calling, email, texting, and saying, you know, how are things going? Can you give us an update? And what happens for many cancer patients, particularly if you're experiencing some challenges where you're tired, uh, you're lethargic, you're medicated, you're in pain, you know, you just don't have the strength and energy to respond to every phone call, to every text message. One of the things that you can create is a flow of information by is creating an online digital platform for managing your communication where you can place what you want on it one time and then give those people around you access to that so that you don't have to do that individually. It reduces the need to have to multiply redundant conversations over and over with different people. And so I'm going to give you two examples of this tool that you can have in your toolbox. Uh, The first one is called My Lifeline. It's a cancer support community where you can meet others like you, if you'd like, or create a private support network for your family and friends. Mm -hmm. It's called My Lifeline, and that's cancersupportcommunity.org forward slash My Lifeline. I'll say it again. Cancersupportcommunity.org forward slash my lifeline. And we're going to put this in the show notes yeah. so that you can have it. Very as well. helpful. I didn't know about this one. Yeah, this is huge. And then the second one is called Caring Bridge. Caring Bridge is a free online tool for sharing health updates, again, with family and friends. It is private. You control who has access to your information, et cetera, et cetera. It is an easy and ad free way to communicate health news to your family and friends all in one place. Sure. And you can access that at www.caringbridge.org forward slash how it works forward slash. Again, caringbridge.org forward slash how it works forward slash. And we will also place this uh, in the show notes. But the point to be made, the metaphor is that a drill, you you are uh, powering through something that allows you to give, a, to create a hole or an opening. So there's an access of flow. And in this particular case, we're talking about information, you being able to communicate with people who love you, 
those individuals are able to communicate back to you, but it's all centralized where you are not being extended throughout the day, the week, or the month, giving the same information to 5, 10, 15, 20 different people. It is a uh, a repository uh, online site that will allow you to communicate as you choose the updates, how you feel, what's going on, like a daily journal type of situation. And then they can reply and send responses back to you where you can read that at your discretion. And so that's a drill that you can use as a as as an ability to have uh, communication with people that you love and care about. Well, those are six of the seven tools that Percy has envisioned for our cancer toolbox, which brings us to number seven. Uh, I don't think it's going to fit in the toolbox, but uh, I like the concept here. We need a mop. Yep. We need a mop, huh? Yeah, I, I, I struggle with this a little bit. And uh, <laughs> technically, a mop is not a tool. Maybe but, a sponge. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or a sponge. Yeah, we, or, yeah, we could use a sponge. But it really, uh, anything that is used to absorb spills and moisture. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I have several sponges in my uh, tool repository in my garage <laughs> uh, that I use for different things. So it uh, uh, t- uh, a sponge will work just fine here. But the idea here is, that you need family, friends, and loved ones whom you can cry to and with who will help you absorb your tears. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's critical about this particular tool that everyone needs in their toolbox is that these folks need to be good listeners. In this particular equation, you don't necessarily need or want, and this is a lesson for all of the husbands and men who have not learned this yet, Uh, As an experienced uh, husband, uh, I've learned a long time ago that there are times that my wife wants to simply come home about whatever she is feeling, whatever is going on with her, and she just wants to have a good cry. She doesn't want me to say anything. She doesn't want me to do anything. She doesn't even want me to offer a solution. She just needs a shoulder to cry on. Mm. And how many cancer patients throughout their process at some point simply need to have a good cry. They don't need a sermon. They don't even necessarily need a prayer. I know that that sounds blasphemous, but at the end of the day, understand the dynamic that's at work here. They simply need someone that will help them to absorb their tears Love it. in a moment of release. Yeah, very, very good. Percy, thank you for this. I know you have some closing thoughts, but I do want to point out that anyone who's been listening and this has resonated with you, why don't you go to our website and download tools needed to fight cancer? Uh, That's basically this conversation we've had today, right, Percy? That's correct, my friend. Tools needed to fight cancer is available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. So if you've been taking notes here today, you can, that's great. I'm glad you were, but it's also Mm. a note form uh, when you download the resource. Tools needed to fight cancer at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And while you're there, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a future episode and share this podcast on your social media so other people can learn about health, hope, and inspiration. All right, now we've come to uh, a very important part, and that's uh, wrapping this up with your closing thoughts, Percy. Absolutely. Thank you for indulging uh, the metaphor and the use of tools. Uh, And the idea here was just to kind of creatively get us to think about the different elements and aspects of things that are needed and necessary for uh, a cancer journey. And so with that, being diagnosed with cancer certainly is a life-altering occurrence for anyone and eventually will demand one to have to put their hands to a process at some point. Yes. 
requiring a lot of hard work to accomplish the task of getting well Mm -hmm. and getting past that diagnosis. There is nothing more frustrating than not having the proper tool or tools for the required work needed to complete a project. And a cancer journey is no different. A seasoned carpenter, mechanic, or plumber knows what's in his toolbox that will help him do any job and do it well to completion. He or she is ready and equipped to take on the job at hand. And so today, if you or your loved one has been diagnosed with cancer and need to build a path toward wellness, the key question that you must answer is, do I have the requisite tools needed to fight cancer and complete this task? And so as we close, I want to remind you of what Luke 14, 28 admonishes to us. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and establish the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Today, remember, this is a task. It's a job. And in many cases, it's a hard task and it's a hard journey. Make sure you've got the right tools. And if not, know where to go access those tools, to use them when you need them as you are moving toward the journey of health, wellness, and wholeness. Thank you, my friend. Great job today. Thank you for spurring us on to think about these things and helping one another who may or may not be going through a cancer journey but just needs us to come into their life. So thank you so very, very much, Percy. You always have a closing thought for us, and I I can't skip it because people will be so disappointed. Well, growing up as a young boy, I used to sing in the youth choir. And one of the songs that we first started singing was Climbing Jacob's Ladder and, yep, you know, yep. working and working on a building. And yep. So today I want to remind you that if you are on a cancer journey, you're working, if you will, metaphorically on a health and wellness building. And so while doing that, remember, stay encouraged, hang in there and keep chopping the wood. We're believing that tomorrow potentially is a better day for you. And so until the next time, we'll be right here to continue to support you and to believe and expect good things to happen to you. Be well. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening. For more, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. 
From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.